This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 588 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by ProStride. Tonight, we will have our friend Megan McIsaac on to talk about some online education she's been involved with. And in keeping with the online educational theme, we will have Karen Rolf to tell us about her program. Then we'll be joined by our friend Wendy Murdoch. After that, Reese and I will answer a listener question for the Total Settle Fit tip. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. This is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Well, hello, Phil. <laughs> Hi, Reese. How are you doing? <laughs> Every time you always laugh when I say that. I'm good. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just it's kind of funny because we've been chatting for two hours now. Two and hours. Then, and then there's like <laughs> it, a, it is. a reintroduction. Everybody, we've been like, hey, reintroduced. Like we haven't been talking, but we have. <laughs> so that's that's kind of why I, I laugh. It's a it's a little bit silly, but it's uh, <laughs> we it's have. Just how it is. Yeah. We've had a busy night already. And uh, Phil, I actually had a busy day today. Tell me what you're up to. Yeah, I was getting into trouble as always. So I rode my horses this morning and they were really, really good. Um, we're having quite a weather change tonight. It's supposed to get actually quite cold rain. Uh, but the Haggard's three-day event is going on at the horse park. So we went to a horse show. It was exciting. And I scribed. So I've got some tips for everybody. You know, it's, I, I, I always scribe at this event on, on, they always ask me on a Thursday because it's, I think, hard to find volunteers, but I'm around. So, and I, I, you know, coach a lot of adventures. So I really think it's a nice time to sort of get, get in the box, get my volunteer hours for our organization, one of our local organizations and, and help out and all the things on why you scribe. But, you know, when you're sitting in the judge's box with a judge and obviously I couldn't see a lot. Yeah, you but, gotta be writing. Yeah, you're writing, but you're sitting with the judge and you can kind of peek up every once in a while and you kind of see the horses go around. And you you really learn so much by scribing. And I think as an instructor, it's so good to remember the difference between training and riding in a horse show. And I think that was highlighted yeah. for me. Yeah. So for example, they had quite a difficult entrance to this. This was the three-star test, which would be a kind of equivalent to our second level, uh, second, third level. They they did have half pass, no flying changes. So they had trot half pass, shoulder in, three loop serpentine with simple changes. Uh, they had to enter in the canter and trot at eye. So that is really difficult. And, and so I was that I was the judge at the side, uh, we were at B and the judge, it was interesting. Cause she said, she's like, as soon as I see that canter, and as soon as I see that horse on the forehand and pulling the rider or, uh, labored, she, she said labored quite a bit with the, with the horses. She's like, I just can never get it out of my head for the rest of the test. Mm, it's that and impression. I, that impression. first impression that we talked yes. about. First impression. The next thing they had to do was, was I watched literally like 40 tests today or scribe for 40 tests, but come down the center line, you trot, you did a trot. So you had to do quite a difficult transition right in front of the C judge. 
you took a left in the trot and went right to a shoulder in. I do not think maybe one person of the group I saw rode a solid shoulder in. Everybody pulled the horse to the inside. Everybody was out of alignment. And I thought that was really interesting on just, and so really we didn't give above a six, five and a shoulder in at all because they weren't good. The other thing that happened quite often was they had a 10 meter circle and the haunches would fall out of the circle. And almost, I think I wrote that 40 times. It was unbelievable. Mm, Nobody rode a quality circle. So it's just good to remember when you are going to a horse show, it is a different thing than training. It is, you are literally up against what would be the directives of the test. And so remember a circle is a a 10 meter circle is a circle, a 10 meter circle. Don't fall out on the haunches. Make sure your shoulder in is on three tracks. Um, for example, make sure you ride your transitions. Uh, in this particular test, there were two sections of medium walk. Oh, she hammered people because they didn't walk correctly. So just, 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 there's a really good reminder for me as a coach, but also someone who rides tests. It is a different skill when you're riding a test versus training. So that was my takeaway yeah. from the day. Pre- present your horse as well. Yes. Nail, nail those transitions. Get your correct angles. Yep. Know your test. We probably had of the 40 I saw, 10 had a mistake of their test. Two people got eliminated <laughs> because they had more had three errors. Yeah, it was, I couldn't believe it. And this is a, this is a big deal. Now it's a three-star event, like, but again, you know, this year is different because people probably haven't had the prep and that kind of stuff. But, you know, knowing your test is, is a mental game. It's, it's nothing to do with the horse. So that was interesting. So that's my takeaway. Good good tips. Yeah. Lots to think about anyways. (laughs) Exactly. So (laughs) as you're at home, you know, I do, I really am a firm believer of you, you know, you need to pick a day and you need to ride a test. Uh, so you practice that skill. My, my test day is Thursday because <laughs> my, one of my horse's owners comes and she's a local judge and, and she starts judging everybody and you better, you better be getting your center lines, right? Or she's going to yell at you. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Shout out to Stanley. Great. We love Stanley. She's great. No, it's fantastic because she doesn't, she doesn't put up with not a straight center line in a square hall. I'll tell you that right now. So it's good. Mm. Yeah. So those are my tips. So I hope that helps everybody. Well, we got a we got a bit busy show. Do um, you know we were continuing to think about and highlighting online educational things, and and we saw that our that Megan McIsaac was doing some stuff on our, you know that comes across on our Facebook feed because she's a good friend, and so we thought, oh, let's have her on. And then I was like, well, who else is out there? And then you know Karen Rolf, uh, Dressage Naturally in Ocala, has been doing online education since. I think she said 2010. So we're like, yeah, yeah we need to get you on. We need, we're, we're, yeah. we're continuing to, to, you know, to bring these people on who are offering resources for people to learn when they can't travel or when their coaches can't come in and, and all that great stuff. So, you know, if, if anybody out there has suggestions, we're, we're going to, we're going to continue with this and, and, and uh, send us an email and, and, you know, we're, we're going to get everybody on. Yeah, that, we love it. Plan. We want to help everybody. Exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna get started, but we're gonna have a quick commercial break from ProStride and come back with Megan McIsaac. ProStride is the all-natural solution for lameness. 
It uses the power of your horse's own blood to relieve pain, reduce inflammation, and improve mobility to keep them sound. ProStrive can be completed stallside by your veterinarian in just 20 minutes with no need for trailering. ProStride is backed by years of science and success stories. Olympians to pleasure riders, trainers, horse owners, and their veterinarians trust the improved performance and lasting results reported with a single injection. No series, no daily supplements, and no monthly regimen. When every stride counts, demand the difference they deserve. Ask your vet about ProStride. Learn more at ProStride.com. Well, tonight we are so happy to have our old friend, but also friend of the show and, and our guests. And we have not had her and, and it's been way too long. Certified instructor, FEI rider, trainer, and just all around amazing person. Megan McIsaac, welcome back to the show. Hey, you guys. Thank you for having me on. It's so great to be back. Well, we have missed you during quarantine and lockdown, <laughs> but you've been doing some amazing things. You have been doing... Live with Lindenhoff. Let's talk about training barns. So as part of our, yeah, as part of our online learning resources, we wanted to call you up and find out how you've been doing and what you've been up to. So I'll let you get started. Um, I think like everybody else, I've been going a little stir crazy and I have a wonderful friend, um, who, um, does the Facebook live. And, um, if it wasn't for her, I, I would not be on Facebook live. And she came up with a great idea, um, which was talking about the USDF instructors program. And so, um, I am technically challenged and, um, she made me go to this link and we just discussed the instructors program. And, um, it's, it's a great Facebook live. You can go to the link um, and learn all about it. Anybody who's interested in the program. And then we also have, I think, 20 more videos. We meet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. And coming up with topics, I was thinking about you guys. I don't know how you do it. How many episodes have you had? 500? Um, yeah. I've <laughs> had, over. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've had. Episode five, <laughs> like that. We don't even, we don't we even know anymore. Up. We didn't start at number one. We started we started uh, a year or two in. So there's <laughs> a lot. Well, yeah, there's it's a, a lot. lot. Anyway, I only have 20. And I'm like, now what do I talk about? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but see, we just call you. We just yeah. Yeah. find things well, to talk about. It's great. Well, it. It's really hard coming up with topics. And so we, um, some of the topics that we talked about was how do you prepare for your first horse show? How do you prepare for your first clinic? Um, how do you retire a horse? Um, so we, we've, we've talked about those topics and right now we, we have now, she comes to my barn and videos. And so we just did turn on the forehand and leg yield. Next week, we're going to be talking about shoulder in. And, and these are kind of cool. I like them because I do them well. And then I show a shoulder in not so well, overbent, falling out the shoulder, maybe losing the trot, and then trying to just touch on how to fix it a little bit. So that's what we've been doing on Facebook Live. It's pretty I fun. Love it. Yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. And then the other thing I did uh, was today was USDF, actually. Um, I wrote an article on five benefits of becoming a certified instructor and it's on your dressage website. So yeah, I've been doing those types of things. Um, it's good. Well, what were your five benefits of becoming a certified instructor? 
<laughs> well, you did call me old. And so <laughs> I'm, like in the, I'm in the barn right now. I don't know if I can remember all of the benefits, but I will, <laughs> I will try. The first one is that really you just become a part of an elite group. I mean, just really meet like-minded people that um, you can connect with, which is, I think, really special. The next one is they promote you. USCF is really proud of they're certified instructors and um, they have articles such as meet the instructor. They ask to help or to have you a part of their article um, and ask you questions and ask you to write an article. You can apply for grants through the Dressage Foundation, which is amazing um, to further education. Or if you want to become certified, they also have a whole list on the website. So you have free advertising. So I think that's four and I always forget five, you know, the last one. So I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Sorry. So have to, they're going to have to, they're going to have to go check out the, USDF yeah, you have to website. check out your dressage.com. <laughs> Maybe it's, the, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's really good. Actually. It, you, no kidding aside. I also would completely second Megan on the certified instructor program. And she and I are, are both two people that would love to talk about to, uh, if you want to further contact us about it. It's a great, program and in one that instructors should really strive for and and it's really important so i love it so i'm going to second that for sure yeah yeah definitely what are some facebook live future episodes you have coming up i think right now we're just going to be all under saddle so um we're going to work on haunches in half passes uh maybe canter pirouettes and so we're just going to go through exercises and um are actually really movements. And then maybe we'll progress on to um, training exercises. It's, and I have to admit, it's really challenging for me. I love riding and I love teaching. And then to have someone videoing and to do it live. Like there is not, not there aren't second chances. Like you have to do it right then and there. So um, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's really, really challenging. But I, I am enjoying it because you have to break things down. You have to become a better instructor. So it's just like the instructor's program. Yeah, it's true. Phil, we because our show isn't live. We record it. And Phil said he would quit if it was going to be live. So we, we really? I've been Yeah, I've been on air once live with Glenn on the morning show. And that, that was enough <laughs> for me. It's stressful. Well, it's super stressful. My... My biggest thing is, so when we first started doing them, I'm very serious, like when it's my work and everyone used to accuse me too, when I was riding and it doesn't look like you're having fun. And I'm like, I'm concentrating. I'm having a blast. I want (laughs) to do well. So it's the same thing with the Facebook live. I was like, I want to do well. I'm being videoed. You know, you want to like give great answers. And, and I would get these comments like, smile, Megan, you look so unhappy. And you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> also why the radio smile. show is not a video. Cause I would yeah. say that quick. Cause I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> it is super hard, especially when it's not riding. Like I come alive on the horse, obviously, but when it's like, I'm looking at my phone and we're sitting in the office and we're just having a conversation and I'm just looking into this little black eyeball. It's really awkward. <laughs> Super awkward. Yeah. Super I'm, I'm glad we don't do our show, you know, like <laughs> recorded video. We, we don't even, we, we don't even turn on the no. cameras on Skype. No. 
We do not. Oh, really? No. Oh, wow. No, I'm in my yoga <laughs> pants. No way. <laughs> my, mom, my mom said I have a I have a face for radio, so that's how I got. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah, but I I'm glad that people are watching it. That was the other thing I thought. Oh, is anyone even going to watch it? And is it going to be helpful? And we've had a lot of responses. People have found it really helpful, and I was. I was shocked when Alex with USDF, your video um, for potential certified instructors, as well as anyone who's in the program, they're going to share the link. And I was like, how cool is that? I love it. So, so on that note, how can we find the link to it? It is on your dressage. It's also going to be on my website, which is linenhoff.com. So yeah, those two places. And I think it's on USDF as well. I love it. Yes. You can find it very close to where our podcast is also listed. So, um, I love it. So real quick, you have, you're also doing a training horse business or, or sales horse business, right? I am. Yep. Um, we have wonderful sale horses, um, that have been imported right now. I have, um, a beautiful 12 year old trainer gelding who's black. He's schooling small tour. Um, I won. He's great temperament. He's short, too. He's 16-1, and he's very fancy. So if anyone is looking for a horse, please give me a call. And how do we reach you? 608-445-8531. Feel free to call or text. Um, I usually respond in 24 hours. Otherwise, I didn't get it. You can email me, Lindenhoff, L-I-N-D-I-N-H-O-F-L-L-C at Gmail. Dot com And I do have a website, which is lindenhoff.com. So yeah, I'd love to hear from anyone and um, help them through the instructors program or if you're looking for a horse. Love it. Well, Megan, thank you so much. And we look forward to continuing to see all of your online resources that you're doing. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's great to talk to you guys. Right after this commercial break from Han Plastics, we're going to come back with Karen Rolf. Tired of having your boot sucked off bit-stride by sticky mud? Mud control grids are the solution. Frustrated by mushy, slippery messes at the paddock gates? Mud control grids are the solution. Is keeping the ground underfoot stable in your sacrifice areas and dry lots causing you to lose sleep? Once again, mud control grids are the solution. You're seeing a trend here, aren't you? Well, Han Plastics Mud Control Grids really has come up with the best solution. Unlike other plastic grids on the market, mud control grids can be installed directly on top of the mud. Let me say that again. Right on top of the mud. You don't need to do any ground preparation. The mud control grids are an instant solution to your high-traffic muddy areas. No more having to fill in with sand, gravel, shavings, or even old carpet. What's more, mud control grids will allow grass to grow underneath of them so they can be taken back up once the area is dry or recovered. Or you can leave them right where they are and take over again when the rainy season comes back around. Han Plastics mud control grids are designed to be installed as a temporary or permanent solution. You can take them with you with you move. Put down a lot, put down a few. Add more each year. The ultimate mud control solution. Check out Han Plastics mud control grids at mudgrid.ca. Oh, an added bonus, your tractor or gator won't sync up to its axles with Han Plastics mud control grids in place. So there's that. <laughs> 
www.mudgrid.ca. Well, today we are so happy to have Karen Rolf of Dressage Naturally. She is one of our online resource segments that our listeners call called in, and we're really happy to have you on the show. Karen, welcome. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure to talk to you. I love sharing what I do. Fantastic. We do too. I think that's why we're all here tonight for sure. So Karen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, where do I start? (laughs) Well, I think I'll talk about the part maybe your listeners care about, which is what I teach. So I do what I call dressage naturally. And that is a result from my decades of dressage experience. So I trained under and then alongside of Ann Gribbins, um, who's one of the top judges in the world um, back in New York. And did that for decades and then um, quite accidentally stumbled into natural horsemanship and then started investigating that as I had some good results with horses. And I just needed to reconcile those two worlds because that was back in the late 90s when you couldn't use the word dressage and natural horsemanship in the same sentence. Uh, So I've been spending since then um, really trying to bring together the best of both worlds. So the the art and gymnastics training and science of dressage with more partnership-based principles um, to create more, you know, willing partners and really more happy athletes uh, for the horse and the student. That's the nutshell. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, that's, that sounds great. Maybe, maybe we could delve in a little bit further into uh, maybe some examples or, or, you know, more about your, your program. Yeah, sure. Um, like I said, it really um, when I it really combines both of those worlds, and so I found myself as a dressage trainer, you know, Grand Prix dressage trainer, very you know successful. I thought, and then seeing this sort of missing piece of information. So I think about mental, emotional, physical parts of the horse, and in my dressage education, I learned a lot about the physical, and of course, some about mental, emotional, because you can't train any horse without knowing something about that. But then when I looked into more natural horsemanship, I'll put that in air quotes, you know, whatever that means, partnership-based, you know, kind of looking outside the dressage world um, and found that there were huge pieces of the mental, emotional part that um, I could then add in. So it really looks to more of a holistic way of training. Um, and the people who are attracted to me are the, the horse lovers who, number one, remember why they got into horses in the first place. They're just totally in love with their horse. They care about that feeling of connection and partnership as number one. And they enjoy, first of all, the, the benefit of doing dressage as far as creating healthy biomechanics. Um, you know, a balanced horse who moves freely with suppleness and looseness and flexibility, that stage. And then, you know, once we get that going, then go on to the, the fun stuff of, you know, moving up the levels in dressage. So it, it, it's, a, it's focusing on getting results, but getting results in harmony with the horse as the top priority. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about your program. How do people, you yeah. know, sign up? To, uh, tell us all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. It, um, well, my website is dressagenaturally.net, and you can get to everything I have through that. Um, this started by, uh, the first thing I did is I wrote a book, and it's a book DVD, and that's available through my website. You can find it there. 
Uh, it's since been translated into German and Polish by two different publishers. So super proud of that. And so I was teaching all over the world and a lot of the students at the Koenig were kind of like, this is great, but how do I, you know, follow up? So I created um, um, a subscription website. It's called my video classroom. And every month I put about three new videos in there. So right now I've been doing it since 2010. So there's almost 400 videos in there and we have a place you can comment and things like that. And so what I do is I take what I teach in the book and I show real life examples, me working with a horse or with a student, or I bring in guest presenters and we discuss things. And it's meant to be a constant source of inspiration and ideas for people who are like, I don't know what to do today. <laughs> you know, So there's always something to show. I show myself riding my horses where it doesn't work out perfectly. And I show how I problem solve through it which is a big part of how I teach. So that's the video classroom. And then I created um, some step-by-step courses. Um, one course is called the Habits for Excellent Horsemanship course, and that's really the basics of horsemanship and my own, my own perspective on it. And so that's that course, and it just walks you step-by-step through this process. The next one is the next piece of the puzzle, which is, uh, I call the sweet spot of healthy biomechanics. And that's where we take the happy little partner horse. Everything's going fine. And now we create healthy movement. And I do it in a way that's really different than any of the ways that I've ever seen a dressage trainer teach it. So I really bring the psychology into it. And then after that course, I have um, upward spiral of successful gymnastics. So then I I teach the six essential gymnastic abilities and um, show how you can build upon your partnership and healthy biomechanics and then gymnastically um, develop that. And then alongside that, we have a, we made a, uh, with another guest presenter, a yoga course um, for riders. And I have a course um, preparing people to do competitions for the first time or how to get more out of competition. So it's really meant to be a hub for for the real horse lovers who want to put partnership first, but also want to go on and don't want to have to choose between a happy horse and doing dressage up the levels. Uh, so I, it's, it's really a hub and a community where we um, all share that same goal. And, um, and that it's on my website, dressagenaturally.net. And if you click on the tab that says programs, <laughs> you can find everything there. Well, I mean, it sounds fully comprehensive of of all the things that you, that you may need from from just beginning out, uh, you know, all the way into competition and so on. So, what well, what have been the challenges of maybe um, teaching online? I mean, it's, it's you've been doing it since two thousand ten, and you know, may, maybe a bit of a pioneer in this in this online learning that now seems to be everywhere. Um, you know, what's the challenges of getting information across on videos or online or, um, you know, and, and for people to try and learn that way? Yeah, it's a great question. And that is the one of the most common questions, especially back when I started doing it, was, does this really work? You know, can I really learn online? Because everybody's like, no, I need someone there in person. And I really thought that also when I first started. But the way I teach actually lends itself to this because I don't, as a teacher, you know, there's lots of different teaching styles and some teaching styles are you show up in the trainer kind of micromanages you through the lesson and you can maybe get a good result. And then the teacher goes away and they're like, okay, now what do I do? (laughs) 
So I've always been fascinated. Um, I always get a little chuckle with that because I think people can have experienced that. But um, I've always been interested in how do I teach students so that they don't need me? Now, back when I worked at this dressage facility, it drove people crazy because I was, I kept trying to, or drove my boss crazy because I kept trying to get my students off of full training. I wanted them to learn how to be independent. So I've been doing what's called transformative teaching for a long time. And that's where you don't just give information, but you help um, change the way students think. You help them um, understand how to problem solve. You give them um, safe learning environments where it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to experiment. Um, you give students a blueprint and concepts and guidelines, but not this is the right way to do it. And if you're not doing it this way, you're wrong, which really causes people to lose confidence and, and freeze. You know, I give them the questions that they need to be asking themselves when they're doing the movement. Like, these are the questions you should be seeing. Do I feel this? Is this happening? Um, I teach my students how to actually ask a question. So in some of the step-by-step courses, we have live Q&A calls, sometimes every week. And I actually teach people how to write the question out so that I can answer it better. But what often happens is by the time they finish going through the, the protocol for how to ask the question, the very last sentence they say is, oh, I think I figured it out. <laughs> So, and I, and I really help people with the mindset to help them trust their instincts and be confident. So it's because I would end every live clinic that I ever taught with the last session was my students are riding around telling me when they have it and when they don't. And so the last thing I say to them is they go, see, you don't need me. You can do this on your own. Um, so I knew that the way I teach could translate because of everything I just said. I give them blueprints. I give them the how to problem solve, how to think through it. But then I also give them enough live support that they have a way to reach out and ask a question or do a video coaching session um, if they are stuck. So um, I was really excited to go. For me, the transition to online was easy because I've been teaching in this way for so long I didn't and then it actually exceeded my expectations I thought well this will be the next best thing to me being there live but what happens is the students feel like I'm there with them every day because they can pull me up on their phone and and because we have all the live Q&A calls like there's people that I used to teach once a year you know I'd go to Poland and teach a clinic for three days and go home but through the courses and the programs, um, I might be emailing or messaging with them or getting them on a live call, you know, every week. So I'm actually giving them much more support more frequently and where they need it the most when they're out there with their horse at home. So it's yeah, actually I been incredibly, it exceeded my expectations about how well it would work. Well, I love it. And especially right now, I mean, I, that's one of the things we've been highlighting is, um, you know, different ways to learn and different different um, techniques that are out there now uh, that people can learn. If you can't get to your coach or, you know, especially now that things uh, could get locked down again, that maybe you have some options. So how can our listeners uh, find you, find more information about your programs? 
Yeah, dressagenaturally.net is the place to go. I'm very Googleable. So if you if you Google dressage naturally or Karen Rolf, and the last name is spelled R O H L F, um, throw that H in there just to mess everybody up. But um, it's easy to find my stuff. And on that dressagenaturally.net website, you can find um, you can sign up to get three free videos just to get like a little taste of how I teach. If you want to just get an example, uh, my video classroom, like I said, that's where you get the most number of videos for the least amount of money. It's $24 a month and the first month is half price. And if you sign up and you pay $12 and you don't feel like you got anything out of it, you can cancel it. And if you really don't think you got your $12 worth, just email me and I'll give it back to you. <laughs> so, I mean, we really like that because it gives people a chance to kind of check me out a little bit, see if they like the, the, the style, see if it's for them. And it's at a very low investment. You can I say you can poke around like 400 videos. And then if you need more step-by-step -step guidance, the courses are there, but you can find everything at dressagenaturally.net. And I have a blog and a podcast. So there's lots of ways to kind of get to know me without a big investment. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and stay safe and well. And we'd like to continue hearing more about your program. Well, thank you so much for having me. I think you're doing a great service to point people towards this wonderful resource of the internet that's that's out there so i think we all we all need to get the support we need right now <laughs> absolutely so i think we all agree <laughs> thank you so much karen thank you vitamin e is a powerful antioxidant that supports healthy muscle and nerve function by limiting cellular damage green grass is the best source of vitamin e for horses but most horses don't spend enough time grazing to meet their needs hay grain and winter pasture provide little to no natural vitamin e to ensure your horse's vitamin e requirements are met choose elevate elevate contains a readily available source of natural vitamin e elevate is cost effective and easy to feed to learn more about Elevate, visit the Kentucky Performance Products website at kppusa.com. Well, before we go to Wendy Murdoch, we just have a, a quick word from EcoGold. They want me to talk about their EcoGold Calm Attack Pad, this gentle, soothing relief for the sensitive horse. EcoGold's Calm Attack Saddle Pad is made from medical fleece, which reduces friction and pressure points of contact. It dissipates moisture away from the skin to alleviate discomfort and prevent irritation. It is also shimmable so that you can adjust the thickness. Shop the entire collection of wonderful, wonderful saddle pads at ecogold.ca. Well, this week, we are so happy to have our friend and, and just general awesome person, Wendy Murdoch, international rider, trainer, extraordinaire. Welcome back to the show, Wendy. <laughs> That was quite the introduction there. I know we were just talking and I, I got mesmerized on the website. So I'm, I was trying to focus again because, oh my gosh, we were talking about all the cool things on your website. And I don't know how you have all this energy, but I was on your website last month and a lot of this stuff wasn't there. So, wow, girl, I'm so proud of you. Well, thanks. You know, we, uh, um, a lot of people don't know how I do what I do and I don't really know either. So... <laughs> I just it's unbelievable. You're amazing. That's why you're a friend and we love you. <laughs> well, seriously, you go the Murdoch method, everyone, you should go to Wendy's website because she has so many amazing resources for so many different things and a cool safari in which I want to go on, but that's yeah. another, another program, but you have some, you have another amazing new product coming. Can I do actually. I, and I'm so excited about this one. Um, 
so so I discovered this thing. It's called the Anywhere Saddle Chair. And, you know, the thing is, we're, we're especially right now, we're stuck in chairs all the time because we're here stuck in, you know, watching Zoom meetings and sitting in our computer. And so we're not moving as much. And so people are sitting in all different kinds of chairs because, you know, a lot of times our home chairs aren't really the same design as our office chairs and we can't really bring our office chair home. So, you know, there's so many people that a, want to be able to practice their riding when they're not at their horse, right? When they're off their horse. B, are sitting in these chairs that are causing, you know, you get stiff and your hips tighten. And, you know, they're not always ergonomically designed for your desk. And, you know, just need to move more. And so I, I've discovered this thing. It's called an Anywhere Saddle Chair. And I just love it. So uh, to describe it to you, it, the top of it is this, the shape of a saddle. So it's got, you know, nice um, narrowness for your hips so that your thigh can hang down. And it's got a, a ball underneath that sits in a cup of a base. So there's a base that the ball goes in and the top of it's a saddle. And so um, you can actually, your pelvis can really be able to move while you're sitting and it really helps you open your hips. And that's one of the things, you know, when you're sitting in a chair, you've got that right angle between your 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 torso and your thigh. And that's just really not good for riding. So when you're sitting in the anywhere saddle chair, it lifts you up enough to open the hip angle. And then you can do, you know, when you're sitting in it, you're always doing a little bit of movement, but you can really practice moving your pelvis in all directions so you can find the middle. So, you know, pelvic mobility and hip mobility are so critical to good riding. But in addition to that, there's also the, the, the workout you get in your midriff. So it helps strengthen your back. It helps strengthen your core stability. And it's just a great way to like, like imagine you're sitting on your horse. So like if you want to practice your dressage test or anything like that. And, um, you know, I, I have for so many years, I've recommended people use gymnastic balls to do that because it was the best thing I could find. And a lot of people wound up getting gymnastic balls as a chair for their desk, but they're awkward. You know, you have to get your chair out of the way and then the ball slides around in the cat closet and it pops. And <laughs> I had, I've seen that happen. It's not pretty. Okay. Um, <laughs> and with the anywhere saddle chair, that's the thing is you can put it on a regular chair. A mounting block, one of those crappy plastic chairs when you're watching a clinic, any any you know solid surface. You can't put it on like a slung back cloth chair, right? That makes sense. Um, sure. But any solid surface, and it comes in a carry bag, so you can take it with you when you're you know going to a ball game or going to a horse show or going uh, you know or different chairs in your house, sitting at the dinner table. Um, the key is that you have to have your feet on the floor, right? You don't want to put it on something that's so high that your feet are off the floor because that's dangerous. Um, <laughs> That'd be bad. My chair's adjustable, so I just lower my desk chair down and I put my anywhere saddle chair on top. And and it's just everybody that sat in it just absolutely loves it. And um, so it's, it's super cool. That's amazing. I, and I get it because, you know, now, now I teach my class and I have to grade papers and I'm sitting more and wow, your hips, it really, it really hurts oh, your hips. Yeah. It's a killer, you know, because yeah, it's we're, a we're designed to move just like horses. We're designed to move. And then we sit in these chairs and we, you know, get intense on what we're doing and we kind of cramp down and then everything stops moving. So, um, and you know, there's a lot of other types of things that have come out to help riders practice riding. The the thing that's different about the Anywhere Saddle Chair is that it doesn't have a stand. So there's a lot of other different items that I've investigated this for years. Believe me, I keep looking for what's really going to help my students. But when you have a separate 
chair with a stand. Then you have another item that you have to work around in your office or your, your, in your home. And with this, it's like, it's literally, uh, hang on, I can tell you how big it is. Uh, <laughs> I've got my handy tape measure here and I'm just going to, it's a, uh, you know, 12 inches square, right? And it stands six inches high. And again, you can put it on a dining table, a bench, uh, a desk chair, a mounting block. So it just, it takes that idea and makes it portable, like super easy portable. So I'm so excited about this. And it's, you know, right in time for Christmas where, you know, we're going into winter in some, some areas of the world um, where it's already getting dark early. I'm looking out the window and I got to still go feed my horses and it's dark out there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, when did that happen? No, I please. Know. Don't I just that. looked yeah. out and it's dark out there and I haven't fed my yeah. horses yet. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> well... So Wendy, we also, we have been, you know, we've been talking about the Franklin ball set, which we talked about last, uh, last month. And I get a listener question and also question just even in my own practice here at the barn is when you're using the Franklin balls, how do you pick which one, you know, the purple fluffy ones we use under the elbows, that one we have, but then you know, everybody's different and yeah. I bought the whole set. So how do you, how do you determine who uses which set? So Does that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. I have a, I have a somewhat general rule. Like if you're an average build person, um, I'll typically kind of start with the green moons. Um, if you're a slider built per- person, I might start with the blue moons are a little bit smaller, but they're still textured. If you're, if you don't have a lot of uh, padding, you know, sometimes those can feel hard. So I might even start with the purple plush ones under the seat bones, but it really comes down to butt preference. I hate to say it. Yeah. 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 You know, no, no, I think and, that- and everybody's, uh, uh, seat bones have an opinion. i that's what I found is that a lot of it's trial and error. And I just like offer somebody a pair. If, if they're a larger person and, and the and the saddle looks a little bit too deep. I might use the orange ones. They're softer, but larger. The the red tomatoes are smaller and a little bit harder than the orange ones, but they're smooth. And so, you know, I hate to say it, but it really does come down to butt preference um, yeah. and trial and error. Um, but, you know, if I was just to tell people, just try one set, I would probably say the green moons. I think okay. that's like the kind of, kind of average one. And then, of course, there's the two peanuts, the air-filled peanut, the pale blue one, and then the purple peanut, which is filled with water. Um, I found most of the time with the purple peanut, it's it, I've used it a lot with, with riders that have had injuries to their pelvis or hips getting back to riding. I found that one to be really useful. But other people love it, too. No, I think that that's been it. I Actually, I have had a lot of people like the blue peanut. Yeah, it's not full of water. I thought that right. that's been a, fa- a fan favorite, but that's we kind of did the same thing. Just, you just have one item. You're not trying to deal with two. Right. And so, yeah, that tends to be a fan favorite. Yep. That makes total sense. I love yeah. it. Oh my gosh. And you have coming later this year, you also have one other amazing product in which I was looking at. And now I'm, I'm focused on that. I know you. <laughs> I'm like mind blown. You're I'm telling everybody how great mind this, blown. this thing is going to be. You just locked right onto that. So, like, so we've been really fortunate um, to acquire a, a product called the Hay Soaker, and you know, I I never thought I would kind of leave riding rider aids actually as a marketing you know for sale, but um, 
someone approached me and said, there's this really amazing product. And the person who has it basically back in 2012, she was producing them and then um, just life happened. And it was either continue and expand or kill it. And so at the time, she just had to let the product go, the hay soaker. And so we uh, went into negotiation a couple of months ago, and we found that we really hit it off really well. And so we've acquired the company. And the, the thing is, it makes soaking hay, which is such a common, you know, so many people have to soak their hay for their horses now because of insulin resistance or their older horses. And this makes it so easy on, you know, there's so many older women that need to do this for their horse, but the idea of trying to lift a soaking wet hay net out of a bucket, you know, oh. and just the wet, you know, I don't even oh. have to tell you because oh. I know you're soaking hay. Um, <laughs> it's really hard, but this is completely, uh, it doesn't require electricity except for four batteries. It's on wheels. It's portable. You just, everything, it's going to come completely assembled. You just hook it up to your hydrant and there's a Bluetooth timer that you can turn it on and turn it off. You can set how many hours you want it to soak, and it drains all by itself. And there's your soaked hay. I mean, it's taken all the effort out of it. That is so amazing. Seriously, I, I soak hay for a horse every day, twice a day, and it, it, is, it is a pain. Uh, and it really has helped him. So it's one of those things, like anybody who soaks hay, we get it. And wow, to have it ready, I just can't even, mind blown. I can't even. Yeah, and I know that you went out to Murdoch Method. So if you want to see what it looks like, because we have it up there just to show, it's on MurdochMethod.com. And you go to the shop down to veterinary, and it's called the hay soaker. And there's a cute little video. I don't know if you watch the video of it kind of filling with water. Um, but it's, it's really great. And that's very different from steaming because soaking is getting the sugars out of the hay. But, you know, it, we really need things that help us save time because we want to put our energy into riding. And that's what this hay soaker is designed to do is to take all the stress out of it. Um, and, you know, I went away um, on a little vacation a couple of weeks ago and we left the hay soaker and said, here, you try it. Right. And so the person doing the stalls and um, Dr. Joyce Harmon, actually, who's who, um, she tried it out and we just gave her real quick instructions. And she came back and said, that was so easy. And Joyce, you know, she's a really busy person. So if anything's going to get complicated, you know, it's going to kind of get left to the side because she's really busy, but she found it super easy. And so that was just a great test for us to, to just leave and go here, here it is. You run it. And they did. That's fantastic. I love it. Well, Wendy, as always, we just love hearing about all of your, you just have the coolest techniques and tools that you you have come along with the surefoot pads that are amazing like you're just so cool we love you Wendy. <laughs> it's true and your webinars you're still doing your webinars right oh yeah we're still doing our webinars um i had bob bowker on today it was two hours and it felt like two minutes and it was just so fascinating so that'll be going up that'll be up on the surefoot equine youtube channel and we've turned a lot of them into podcasts which um, you can go to Podbean and go to Wendy Murdoch on Podbean to listen to the audios. We're going to keep putting those up. Not all of them work great for audio, but so many people tell me that they listen to the webinars driving their car. So we just thought we'd make it easier and just yeah, don't do that. Yeah, that's the right. audio. But Philip, I hope you're doing well. You haven't got a word in edgewise between us two girls. I know. Well, well, you know, uh, as soon as uh, before we even start recording, you know, Reese jumped on your website and is like, "Oh, that's so cool! Oh, that's so cool! Oh, that's so cool!" So she's just been running this thing, you know. But uh, 
we're doing okay up here in Canada, and uh, you know, we, ju- we just had our Thanksgiving, so I think I'm still kind of feeling the effects of the turkey dinner on Monday, and oh. and that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yep. No, I hear you. That that tryptophan comatose. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wendy, how, how, where, and how can we find you online? Um, MurdochMethod.com as where you can find my website. That's where you'll find the hay soaker. You can take a preview. Once we know when we can have a production date, we'll put that up there. Right now you can just kind of take a look. But if you want to inquire, just put it in your basket and it's like purchasing it for $0, just like you do with all the webinars. And then we can send you some information when it comes out. Um, And then of course on Facebook, Murdoch Method and Surefoot Equine and on Instagram, same thing. And then all the webinars are on the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel. Fantastic. Well, we love it. And we can't wait to hear all the new things next month. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. We're working on new stuff all the time. It's really fun. No, no uh, slowing down here with COVID. We have been out straight all Yeah, summer. you've been straight up. I love it. It's so yeah. great. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, and we look forward to it. All right. Talk to you next time. Well, Phil, we actually had the saddle fitter in, which was needed because we haven't really seen the saddle fitter. Oh, it's been a long time due to COVID and travel, et cetera. So we had a saddle fitter in, and it was great because we had one saddle we put on the stretch tech shoulder relief girth and I can't tell you how much better the horse is going and how much more comfortable he is with that girth. Like it was remarkable how much better he was. I, I just think that the the design is genius and mm-hmm. to have the elastic, the way it is to allow the horse's um, chest to expand as he breathes or as he moves, it's just, it's just a wonderful, just a wonderful design. And, uh, we thank Justin for being a sponsor on our show for, for quite a long time. You know, we've been espousing the, the truths and, the, and, and how great all these products are and they, and they really are. And when we do have saddle fitters in, they exclaim about how good the girths are. And, you know, and so, I think anybody who is getting a new girth and maybe we're getting into the holiday season, check out all the girths. There's lots of options. You know, you, you can really uh, cater them to what your needs are. And, uh, and uh, again, just a great company. So thanks to Total Saddle Fit. Check them out at totalsaddlefit.com. And we have a great Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, right? We, we love email and Facebook shout outs, everybody. And we love email questions. We try to answer them during the week. And uh, both Phil and I, we, we both pitch in on that and that. We love it. Uh, but this was a great listener question that we answered and we hope you enjoy it. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, Phil, as always, we love our emails and Facebook shout outs, and we got a great email for our Total Saddle Fit tip of the week. And I don't know what it is, so dealer's choice, man, what you got? <laughs> well, um, I think this uh, this email has been sitting in our in our inbox for a little while, so I thought we could just get to it. You know, we we get backed up sometimes. We apologize. <laughs> we'll always get to them. It may be a couple months later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the idea of this uh, email is that this is a, a rider who sounds pretty experienced, but is, at the at the moment is is riding without a trainer. So Mm -hmm. listening to our show, looking at videos, reading books, all that great stuff. 
um, and the horse is schooling at first and second level. And this is the first horse uh, that that this that our listener has trained on her own. She says, "I noticed that as I introduce new, more complex movements, and that's that's pretty much happening at second level. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. It can be a frustrating process for her and the horse. If she feels that this is uh, counterproductive and it, and introduces tension. So the question is, what is the process for introducing new movements to the horses?" Yeah, this it's a it's a great question, and I will say we are also doing. You know, we've been doing a great segment with Patty Mayer. Uh, now going back, kind of from the beginning of the spring, where we talk about each each level, and so that's a great way to start, kind of wrapping your head around each movement. And the other thing is, and I love it, is is there are a lot of resources online. First of all, so I think it's always good to know sort of what you're doing. So in second level, for example let's just take shoulder in. You're introducing shoulder in. So I think it's really important to sort of research what your horse is ready for. And as you're progressing through the levels, that's why we like each each level and each test at each level, because there's a progression that that we're trying to train the horses through. So I think it's number one, important to know the progression of the levels and when you introduce what item. So for example, you would want to start shoulder in before you started half pass, for example, um, because they sort of build on each other. So that would be my number one tip is to know, you know, are you in the correct progression? Number two, if you're taking a specific movement that you're starting, be very clear. uh, And there are great resources out there, for example, on how to sit in the shoulder in and what are the aids in the shoulder in. So that would be the next step is be very clear with, with how, how you're going to introduce it, but also that you know exactly what you're trying to introduce. And then the other thing that I see a lot is, if people are introducing, for example, shoulder in, it doesn't have to be a huge angle in the beginning. Start slow and move forward from there, if that makes sense. Or if you're doing half pass, it doesn't have to be a very tight half pass. Make it a gentler angle so that it, you're not introducing something that's sort of out of the horse's range. So those would be kind of my first thoughts right away, Phil. What do you got? Well, I think uh, also you have to be really organized in your thoughts and, and mm-hmm. yeah, this is what, this is what Reese is saying. So I, I like that idea. And I think that it is very hard to have the expectation that the horse is not gonna, is going to be able to learn new things without at least some tension. Tension yeah. comes from, you know, a little bit confusion Right. And, and, you know, for instance, we'll go back to shouldering because it's, you know, one of the earliest movements that is quite difficult to introduce to the horse that the horse wants to just, uh, you know, either run away from the leg because they're a little bit of a sensitive horse or kind of do nothing at all because they're not, as I said, so you got to know your horse a little bit and you've got to have a plan that incorporates your horse's tendencies, Mm-hmm. So if you do have a horse that has that is really good at leg yield, then you want to just have a, a very small angle. And if you have a horse that is not good at leg yield, then go ahead, redo some leg yield stuff. Make sure it's really solid so that when you place that inside leg on, the horse is going to move away from that leg. And then you take that. And then the reward is that you take that pressure off 
So, I mean, really just start one stride at a time. Do one stride. Oh, that was pretty good. Pat, pat, pat. You know, a lot of love, a lot of love. Mm-hmm. And then and then start all over from scratch and walk, you know, do, you know, do all the movements and walk, really have it solid because as soon as things start moving and the rhythm changes and the horse is going faster, it's only going to get more difficult. So if you don't have a nice relaxed way of uh, introducing, you know, the shoulder in or, or even, even let, let's take a uh, halt from trot, for example, you know, in, in, in early levels, you do the halt through walk. That's great. And then you want to go. So you just sort of, um, introduce it slowly like you you trot along then you walk four strides and then you halt and then maybe the next day or the next week or depending on how nervous your horse is and how much tension there is then you say okay then i'm just going to eliminate one walk stride and then halt with three strides of walk between between uh you know the trot to to the halt and then two and then you know it's really organized thoughts about how you can gently progress uh, each of the movements so that the horse can handle it and and the rider can be very clear and introduce the movements with a lot of praise and a lot of clear understanding it only you know one stride at a time and then you know i know we all want to be going down the whole long side and shoulder in and like okay this is great but it, it doesn't progress if you don't try to eliminate as much tension as possible that doesn't mean there's going to be none because there is going to be some but you don't want you don't want to make the demands on the horse too high that that you're getting you're getting nowhere and it's just you know this this frustration. So I think part of it is to keep your goals really small and daily, mm-hmm. and until mm-hmm. you can until you feel like okay, then you build on that, you build on that. You but this is why it takes years, years and years. Even <laughs> if you are uh, even if you are a rider like Reese who's brought along lots of horses up into you Grand too. Prix. It's it's really just methodical, slow, easy progression in training. And and if you have a specific problem, send us an email. Yeah, send us an email. I'm, We're I'm here. To shoulder, I'm trying to do shoulder in. Shoot <laughs> us a little video and we will help you. We, we will are help you. We're help. happy to do it. We will help you as best we can and, <laughs> and uh, or, or send you in, in the direction of a resource that we think that would be really helpful because yeah. it can be very confusing when you're on your own and you think you've got a good plan and it didn't work, that you've got you've got to maybe change your plan slightly or figure out why it didn't work. And and again, yeah. you know, really knowing your horse and being able to cater your your lessons to that horse depending on on their tendencies or you know how how they learn and and uh, it can be frustrating and and it's kind of like looking in the dark with a flashlight. Um, <laughs> that sometimes works. <laughs> many times, yeah. I mean, and, and some days the flashlight doesn't work because. The horse is thinking about something, you know, his friends in the paddock or, you know, dinner, <laughs> dinner is on or breakfast hasn't been served yet or whatever, a million little things. So really slow, really progressive from walk one stride at a time, especially through all the lateral work. And then, you know, the other things are just take your time. Well, and, and I can't agree more because, you know, again, Phil and I lean on each other a lot. We'll send a video like, gosh, can you see this? Like what's going on? Like even trainers, like we have help all the way through as well. Like there's never a time where you don't need a, a friend to say, Hey, what's going on? Can you see this? Um, but, I, but I agree. Like it's not a linear situation. You don't just teach them like today we're going to do shoulder in. <laughs> and then but you just nail that shoulder and in. Nailed and it. Like, oh, that's great. Okay. I'm done that. Yeah. And then I put that away for a while. And then I, Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be 
going to be Traver. I mean, I, you know. Oh, it takes forever sometimes. And you're like, is this horse ever going to get it? Or like, oh my gosh, I have this change from right to left, but man, the left to right is not coming. You know, I mean, it just, and it take, sometimes takes a long time. And I think that that's really important to remember as you go through this. And uh, again, that's why I think it is good that you look at the test as a guide because, you know, you can skip levels. Like sometimes, you know, Phil and I will talk about something. I'll be like, what do you think? What do you think? You know, but that's specific, you know, as you, and, 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 and as you go through training horses, you learn like, yeah, okay, maybe I'll, I'll table that for a little bit and work on this, but it is absolutely a journey. And you have to remember that. And sometimes they get really nervous or they can't, can't understand it. And you do, you need to step away or just put it away for a little bit. And I think the, the, the other thing I can tell you is that, um, my, my German trainer said this, he said, Americans are really good at bad practice. <laughs> and I think he was, his point yeah. was, you know, we will train and train and train and train. Well, sometimes training the wrong thing is equally as bad as not training it at all. Does that make sense? It's, it's worse. Yeah. It's, it's worse. worse. Because if you have to go back working. and you, you have to spend you have to spend at least as much time fixing the problem that you've trained. So if you have developed a, a shoulder in that's wrong for six months, Ugh. you have to spend a year fixing it because you have mm -hmm. to undo what you did, and then you have mm -hmm. to try and progress. So in simple terms, I think in simple terms, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. you know, eventually you make some progress, and then you yeah. and then you decide, okay, well maybe I need a little bit more angle, or I need more impulsion. Then then that's you know more refining refining the the aids and re refining i mean you never stop refining the movements i mean they're all so important that you know you come back to them you're like oh this could be better that could be better so exactly, you know, exactly. that's progressive training and that's you know uh, shoulder in that that you show that you're going to go to a horse show with a five-year-old is different than a shoulder in that you're going to that you're going <laughs> to show in the pre-st george and you know watching exactly. some videos helps you understand that those ideas that that uh, the movements are progressive um, but also just the balance and, and the different, you know, strength of the horses is also progressive. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully and again, helps. yeah, so hopefully like, that yeah, helps. And again, we're Dude, happy. Yeah. More emails. I know we're a little it. bit late getting to this one, but we will get to them. And we, <laughs> we do love uh, helping in, in any way we can. Absolutely. Well, we hope everybody enjoyed that tip. We love it. Keep the email and Facebook shout outs coming. We love them. Uh, and always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com. And my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. We'd like to thank all of our sponsors for helping us pay the bills. That's Kentucky Performance Products, EcoGold, Han Plastics, The Murdoch Method, and Total Saddle Fit. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down, your shoulders back, stay safe, and we look forward to talking with you next week. Mm -hmm.